Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. We're going to jump right into this word together this morning. And, uh, you know, if you'll remember back, and you can look on the walls here on either side of us this morning, and we have reminders that are present, and we also have one back here in the center doors as you're coming into the sanctuary that stand there and remind us week in and week out that our goal and our aim for the body of this church, the body of this congregation this year, is to move forward into new things. That we would be moving forward towards our destiny in Christ. We know that requires overcoming some obstacles. But we believe with God's hand upon us that we can take new territory. That we can walk in new places. That we can attain new goals. And that we can see new things coming to fruition in our lives as we trust the Lord. Amen? Yeah, we, in the beginning weeks of this present year, we actually spent a series of weeks speaking about moving forward and challenging you as an individual to overcome the obstacles in your life, both spiritually and physically, to not allow yourself to be detained by the challenges that life presents nor the hindrances that the enemy throws your way. We talk to you about moving towards your destiny in Christ Jesus, or in other words, seeking to discover who Christ has destined you to be and be that. Not just dream about that, but go after it, not to mimic who God has created someone else to be and what we see manifest in their lives, but to seek God for a sincere revelation of his will for our lives and to pursue it wholeheartedly. And, and we also, of course, we've mentioned already that we talked to you about taking new territory. Once you've figured out what God's call is towards you in, in your life, uh, also believing that the same God who has revealed these things to you is able to bring them to pass in your life. How many of you see things? I saw a little meme this morning on social media that actually made me uh, reflect on this point, and that is sometimes we can see kind of where we'd like to go in the spirit, but we may lack some of the confidence to take the step or to make that leap towards what God said he would do for us. Absolutely. Sometimes we just stand and we've got a lot of trepidation and fear on the inside. Let me tell you something today. Some people say that doubt is the opposite of faith. It's not doubt that's the antithesis of faith. It's fear. Peter doubted, but he said, Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, and he, he stepped out. He threw out the net, you know, and, and brought in a great haul. So we're, we've been challenging you this year to lay aside fears and doubts and stride confidently towards the land that God has prepared for you and destined to you to be the possessor of. So it's my prayer that not only that series of messages, but every successive message since has inspired you in the same way. I pray that you're growing not only in your knowledge of the word, but also your knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus, growing in your faith, uh, growing in the practice of trusting God and practicing the presence of God in your life. And I pray that you're seeing the Lord do amazing things in your life as we spoke about last week when we talked about 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see the Lord. I hope, my, I don't hope, I pray that you are seeing the Lord in your life. I pray that you are seeing the Lord move in your situations, in your circumstances, and that you sing this song this morning not because it's on the wall and it's what everybody else is singing, but because it is the outflow of what God's doing in your life and how you're seeing him move. And you know that he's a miracle-working God. You know that he is awesome, that he is great. So I do pray that we all, are taking new territory in the name of Jesus. I pray that each of you feel a little further down the road. How many of you feel further down the road? Now, I'm, wait a minute. I'm not just talking about in numeric age. Lisa and I did some yard work on Friday. And I'm telling you, by Friday evening, I felt a little further down the road. <clears throat> I moved some muscles that I hadn't been moving in a while. Amen? And uh, so I, I don't want you just to feel simply further down the road in numeric age, but I pray that you feel further down the road in your spiritual development. I pray that you feel further down the road in the development of your physical disciplines and, and your goals and what you're moving after and what you're trusting God for. And I pray that you are indeed more accomplished both spiritually and physically as this year goes by. Now that's what I've been encouraging you to do. How many of you know it's always a good virtue when someone will practice what they preach? <laughs> you know, I've met a lot of people in my life and I think their philosophy on life was do as I say, not as I do. You know, I, I used to be around people that would warn of the, of the hazards of certain things because it was something they weren't involved in, but they were doing something as equally as detrimental. But if you mentioned what they were doing and said, hey, that's not good for you either, they'd say, well, we're not talking about me. I don't want you guys to come to church on Sunday morning and simply hear a pastor deliver a message over and over and over again and say, thou shalt, and this is the way walk in it, says the Lord, but never see somebody who's exercising in that, who's putting that into practice, who's doing that in their own lives. So, I realize as a leader that there are times when it's necessary for me not only to point the way for you as an individual to move forward, but there are also times when I, along with the councils of my ministerial team and along with the councils of my board of directors, that I, we have to collectively hear from the Lord and we must move forward not just by simply pointing individuals on their way, but by leading the church as a whole. And say in fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, direct us and guide us and lead us and help us to be obedient to move in that direction. If I'm to encourage you with any degree of effectiveness that your life and spiritual walk be something more than business as usual, then I have to lead the church in a direction that's different than business as usual. 
If I'm going to encourage you that in order to obtain new blessings from the Lord, you have to adopt new disciplines for your life, then I must lead the church in the same way. We can't just come in week in, week out, business as usual, same old same. Everybody's got it timed down to the second when we know when this starts and when that goes and when this is over. Here's what I can say about Faith Assembly Church. And here's what I can say about the power of God at work in the midst of a life of people who are willing to commit themselves to his hand and say, Lord, have your way. From the first week that I ever came to this church, from the first moment that I ever stepped foot in this door, I've seen God do some amazing things, some incredible things. We've seen the blessing and the favor of God over the life of this church. God has been bringing people through our doors. God has been gifting us with amazing leaders. God is raising up people for ministry and resourcing our church in such a way as to see ministry dispensed, I believe, on a level like never before. Can I tell you, on average this week, this year, we're at least 50 people per service higher than we were at the same time last year. And with that, that's only the sample of what we believe that God wants to do in the life of this church. The witness and the testimony and the power that God wants to display through a body of believers called Faith Assembly Church at 5005 Corey Road, and now thanks to the uh, technology that we have around the world. We have an ever-growing, not only congregation here in this house, but an ever-growing congregation of people that watch us every week online. And we say welcome to our online viewers this morning. We appreciate you being here with us, and we are so happy to provide this service for you. So, um, listen... Let me just tell you some things that are going on here. Pastor Trey and our worship team have been working feverishly. They always present an excellent ministry for us every week. They work so hard and tirelessly, and we appreciate them. And they have even gone further than that and said, you know what? We want to be more than just an echo chamber for what people are hearing on the radio and what's popular in the Christian circles. We want to really identify with what God is doing in the life of this church. We want to really identify with what God is doing in the life of our people. And we want to, we want to write songs. We want to pen psalms, as it were, like David did. When, when, when God was stirring in his heart and he began to write according to what God was doing, we're not just going to sing somebody else's song, but we're going to be like Miriam on the backside of the Red Sea. We're going to sing the song of what God is doing in our camp. I can't wait for those guys to start rolling those things out. Pastor Jason is working hard on the pastoral care front. And I know there are many of you who have been blessed by this ministry. I know he is doing an amazing job. And I, I appreciate him so much in what he brings to the table. Pastor, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Pastor Lisa is growing women's ministry in incredible ways. Uh, just this last week, we saw the launch of the tribe, and I want to tell you that this single effort has subscribers from half, the, eastern, the whole eastern half of the United States. 
We have people from Texas, Louisiana, uh, Illinois, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, North Car- all across North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina that are tuning in to hear and see what God is doing through the faith women. And also, yeah, thank you, Lord, for that. Also, we're getting geared up for the Gather Conference. And, and look, it's never too soon to go ahead and lock in your spot and get your tickets. Registration is active, and that's the end of my commercial plug. Okay. Uh, just uh, about this time last year, we saw a new staff member come on board, and that was Pastor Glenn and Cheryl Nichols, who took over our children's ministry. And... I am pleased to tell you that in the time since then, and even since I've been the pastor here in the last three and a half years, that just since last summer, our attendance for kids' ministry has more than doubled on a weekly basis. So we are so thankful for that. That is a huge part of what the Lord is doing here in our midst. Pastor Brandon just recently took over our youth, faith youth, ministries and he is absolutely killing it and the funny part about that is he's just getting started so so I can't wait to see what unfolds in that Pastor Jessica with our Pulse College Ministries I'm not gonna say too much about that because we have some really exciting news about that ministry coming up uh, later uh, just a few weeks out but I have some we have some really 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 exciting news to share with you in a few weeks and let me just say this when you put the right people in the right places God favors that and doors begin to open that had previously been shut and we have a brand new avenue of outreach from this church into this community and if I keep talking I'm gonna tell you all about it and that's gonna spoil the whole plot later so I'm moving on so and, and the list, this, this is just the list of people who are here on a day-to-day basis. We've not even begun to talk about our first impressions teams and our ushers. Let me tell you something. I know firsthand that people are encouraged. You guys who are standing outside in the rain, in the cold, in the heat, all, you know, just you've got like the post office slogan over the, over the doorway of the first impressions team. You know, neither rain nor sleet, darkness, none of that matters to you guys. You're out there and you're holding umbrellas for people and you're holding pop signs to welcome people to the church on Sunday mornings. You're opening doors. You're saying to them, welcome home. And you're making... You're making welcome home more than a slogan. You're making it an experience. And that's what's drawing people to the house of the Lord is because when they come, they feel like they're family and they feel like they have come home. And I applaud you for it. I thank you. I thank you. Jim, Jim Meglick is working so hard with the men's ministries, as you've seen the incredible ministries that are coming out. Randy and Melissa Adams, all of their work with Connect Groups and all of our Connect Group leaders and hosts. And if, if you're not involved with a Connect Group, let me tell you, they launch out on September 8th. You need to be involved in a Connect Group. Okay? Everybody say that with me. I need to be involved in a connect group. All right? Got it. Good. So, everybody raise your hand. Thank you for that commitment. God bless you. I feel like we got 100% participation there. All right. So, we'll be ready moving forward. Great. Our altar team, 
uh, doing a phenomenal job. Our media and tech team that are making a wonderful, not only in-house presentation, but online presentation as well. We thank you so much. And we just, we, we see that audience expanding week by week. In summary, say, Pastor, why do we spend all this time on Sunday morning talking about this? Because I want you to know what God is up to. If, if you're not doing anything but walking through the front doors and sitting in the sanctuary and waiting for the final amen and turning around and going straight out the door again, then sometimes you just don't recognize. You don't understand. It's just part of the routine. But I want to tell you something. There's nothing routine about what God is up to here at Faith Assembly. He's moving through his people. He's working through the ministries. He's reaching hearts with the power of the Holy Spirit as God's people avail themselves to his hand. Amen. Wow. And I've only had half the coffee I normally have. But I'm fired up. Amen. I want to take a few minutes this morning and correlate for you where I believe the position of this church is in relation to the exodus of the Hebrew children out of the land of bondage and into the land of God's promise. We've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks talking about possessing the land and laying hold of the promises of God. And I believe that we as a church are at one of those crossroads where we need to progress towards the promises of God. We need to overcome the obstacles and we need to seek God and we've already sought God for our destiny and we need to get up and we need to move out and we need to take new territory in the name of Jesus. Amen? Now... In the Old Testament, we read of God's deliverance of a people from the subjectivity of slavery with a promise to uh, bring them into a land that was flowing with milk and honey. In other words, he wanted to take them to a place that overflowed with the fullness of God's blessing. I want to be a part of that trip. I want to be a part of that journey that leads God's congregation corporately and together to a land that's overflowing with the blessings of God. Now, I believe today that there is a land to which God wants to lead our church that will cause us to recognize a greater blessing than we've ever imagined. And as I said, I want to correlate just a few nuances of that wilderness excursion to the path that I believe the Lord has set before us. Number one is that there were seasons of encampment and there were seasons of movement. There were seasons of encampment and there were seasons of movement. In other words, there are several times that we hear the Lord instructing Moses that he would have the Israelites in camp at a certain place. He said to Moses, he'd say, I want you to go and encamp by this mountain. I want you to go encamp by this stream. I want you to go and encamp by that river. I want you to go and set up an abode and dwell there and stay there for a little while. And usually what would happen in that scenario is that that was the moment in time that was one of those spaces in Scripture where we see God coming down and meeting with Moses in powerful and dynamic ways and downloading new things into his spirit. Can I tell you today that Moses was the first man on record to download something from the cloud to a tablet?
In other words, they were to pitch their tents and they were to stay a while. If you remember from Exodus, that narrative, the Spirit of the Lord went before the Israelites as a, as a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. And wherever the cloud moved, they were to move with it. And if the cloud stood still, they were to wait there with the cloud. They weren't supposed to move without the cloud, and they weren't supposed to stay once the cloud moved on. But they were to stay close to the cloud. They were supposed to stay close to the fire. When the cloud stopped, they stopped. When the cloud or the fire moved, they moved. And in Numbers chapter 9 and verse 20, it says this, Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days, and at the Lord's command, they would encamp. And then at his command, they would set out. In other words, what had happened there was that Moses, God instructed them to to encamp and to wait there. His spirit dwelt there and abode there and stopped there and they encamped there. And Moses heard from God. And after Moses heard from God, he came back. The cloud began to move and Moses was in tune with where the cloud was going. And he said, come on gang, let's go. Let's move forward. It's time. It's time. We've got to stay in step with the Spirit. We've got to move forward. We're going towards our destiny. We're going to take new territory. And when it was time to set out, that was a season for moving forward to a, in a greater revelation than they had previously had. Nonetheless, when the Lord moved before them, it was imperative that they move with Him. That they would move with Him. Here's a lot of trouble in the modern church is we want the fire of God to show up in our midst. We want the fire of God to dwell over the house. And we want to be blessed and we want to receive and we want God to pour things into our spirit and give us greater revelation. But when it comes time that God says move, Wait, wait, wait. God's trying to go to the next spot. And we're having round-the-clock prayer service trying to call God back to where we're at. Oh, Lord, would you do it again? Just like you did in Grandpa's day. Would you do it one more time? Personally, I get... A little weary of hearing people ask for an old-fashioned revival. I want a revival that is what God wants to do right here, right now, in this moment, in real time. I don't want a replication of what he did in somebody else's life. I want the fresh manna that he has in store for me. But nonetheless, we see this congregation of people, they're moving with the Spirit, they're moving with God, they're, they're receiving that revelation and they're moving forward. Now, when this, when this forward movement began, let me tell you this, there was a group of people in the congregation there that were absolutely necessary for the congregation to move forward. And those, that group of people we identify in Scripture as the Levites. In the midst of this series of moves and stops, there were a group of people who were vital to the moving the entire congregation forward. 
And we read these words in Numbers chapter 1, verse 51. It says this, Whenever the tabernacle is to move, the Levites are to take it down. And whenever the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites shall do it. In other words, there's a group of people here who are going to handle not only the facilities, but the instruments of worship. And they're going to be sure that everything is set in place so that when God's people come to worship, there's a place that's ready, there's an avenue that's prepared, there's a, there's a way already been made, and they can come and worship the Lord in the prescribed function. Now, a vital function of every move of this congregation, as we see here, were the people who attended to the needs of the Lord's house. That's what the Levites really did. They took care of God's house. They took care of his ministry. And, and those, were, those who were actively engaged in congregational ministry were the Levites. In short, the, the, in, in the short list of folks that we spoke of earlier is represented uh, a hundred or more who serve in various capacities to help bring this thing to pass every week. You understand that we were talking about earlier, like our pastorals team and the people that do this and the people that do that and, and all these different functions in the church. You realize we have, a, we have a, a appreciation breakfast every now and then that we call faith force appreciation. And we call all of our staff and all of our volunteers out. You realize when we do that, we send out nearly a hundred invitations every time to people who have set their heart and set their mind to seeing the work of the kingdom go forward through this church. And they're giving of themselves and they're investing. And they're very necessary. They, the Israelites desperately needed these people's ministry in order to move forward in God's, towards God's destiny. And we as a body of believers absolutely need these people as well to move forward in what God's calling us to. Number three, when the Israelites move forward in the direction that God was calling, in the direction that God was leading, they did so on the promise of God. They did so because God's promise awaited them and guaranteed their success. Listen to this from Deuteronomy chapter 11. It says this, If you carefully observe all these commands I'm giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him and hold fast to Him, then the Lord will drive out all the nations before you and you will dispossess the nations larger and stronger than you and every place where you set your foot will be yours. Your territory will be extended from the desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea and no one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God, as he promised you, will put the terror and fear of you in the whole land wherever you go. The promise is this. Love the Lord and do what he tells you to do. And he says, I will give you the new territory. Every place that your foot trods, I'll give it to you. You know what that means for us? As we seek the Lord for an awakening in this city, as we look to the Lord to send his Holy Spirit 
to convict men of their sins and us to see people saved and delivered and set free from the things that vex those in this community, from those that are outside of the, of the ark of faith and the ark of safety as we set our hearts to align with the Lord that says, go into the world and preach this gospel. As we set our hearts to do that and we do so loving God with all our hearts, He has promised us that everywhere that we set our feet, He's going to give it to us. He's going to drive out the hindrances. He'll set aside the objections. And he's going to go before us and give us the spoils. Mike, that means when you go to Conley, every place that the sole of your foot treads, God's going to give it to you. Brad, when you go to NACO, every place... That, that you set your foot, God's going to give you that territory. He's going to give you favor and he's going to give you influence and he's going to give you victory over the things that will come against the work of God in that place. Ken, when you go wherever it is in the world that you go, week after week, God is going to give you that territory. I believe it, church. Let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see God do something bigger than I am. I'm ready to function in something that's greater than what I know how to do. I want to be called to a place where Jesus is asking me to step out of the boat and stand on nothing but his promise and walk forward to a sweeter fellowship that people that never get out of the boat don't know anything about. People talk about Peter and his doubt and the way that he sank. I'm telling you, church, anytime you start on a venture of faith, there's going to be some trial and error. There's going to be some times that you get it right and some times that you don't get it so right. But can I tell you something? I don't have as much a problem that Peter sank as I do with the 11 other cowards that never got out of the boat. No obstacle, no foe will be able to stand against you. My presence among you will be evident to everyone around you. That's what God said to them. And I want the presence and the power of God to be evident in this church. I want people to see things happening here and going on here, not to build Steve a great church. I could care less. I started praying years ago, God deliver me from the vanity of wanting to preach a good sermon. And I know some of you think he's answered that prayer effectively. But, but nonetheless, Lord, you must increase. And I must decrease and we must decrease. But the more we abase ourselves and the more we seek God in that, the greater things I believe we'll see Him do for His glory to be revealed in this land. Now, let me tell you where I believe we are in our journey as a church. I believe it's time to move. Now, before you get any crazy ideas, I don't mean from our physical location. So you can all breathe a collective sigh of relief. I believe as long as there's walls standing and the roof is sound, I don't want to move. Gosh, whew. What I mean is that it's time to abandon the structure of business as usual and doing the same things over and over and expecting to get different results. 
As a matter of fact, that's no definition of faith. One man actually defined that as insanity. Is to do the same thing over and over and over and expect different results. I believe that God is calling us to advance in this community. And we're doing so and we'll continue to broaden our reach in this community. As we celebrated the things that have happened here already, uh, what these things have caused us to realize is that there were some lids on our opportunities as far as growing as a church is concerned and reaching new families with our ministries and the life-giving message that we share. And I'm ready to tear the lid off. Everyone I find, I want to take it off and not limit God So what I'm about to share is probably unfamiliar to many or something that if you uh, have not considered it as your experience here doesn't lend you to the exposure of several of these issues, I want to share these with you today. For the most part, those of you who simply come into the sanctuary every week and partake of what's offered in this room, you're not aware of what's happening outside of these doors. What's happening outside of these doors is is a parking lot that's nearing its capacity. Sometimes as high as 80 to 85% on our larger attendance Sundays. I'd say based on the crowd here today, we're somewhere around 80% capacity in the parking lot. Scientifically speaking, at 80% capacity, you're 100% full. That that not only goes for seating in this room, it goes for uh, the parking lot as well as our kids' ministry areas. Uh, The growth that we celebrated earlier in kids' church is wonderful, but the truth is that they're bursting at the seams. If you can imagine one of these small classrooms back here with 22 persons in it, then you know that they need some relief. (laughs) Especially when a lot of those persons are under five. (laughs) The truth of the matter is that we can't seat more people in this sanctuary than we can hold in our parking lot or that we can accommodate in the classrooms. The truth of the matter is, as I said, we we can't. There there are a lot more metrics that have been measured than this, and I don't really have the time to share all those things today, but suffice it to say that the seating that we have available in this room right now is more than adequate in proportion to the available spaces that we have in other areas to support what's happening in this room in this moment. So, we've been hitting a ceiling all this year. We've seen God send us people and we've seen his favor, but we've been unable so far to harness that potential we believe in a full and see that new territory. So we've set our hearts to understand the Lord's will for our church and and. We believe that the Lord is leading us, that the cloud is moving to begin a second Sunday morning offering just as we had this morning. So we want to open our doors, not just one time on Sunday morning, but twice to our community. You'd be alarmed the number of people that I speak to in this community as I'm going around because I invite people to church. I hope that you do as well. Who say to me, hey, what time's your service? It usually starts with a conversation about my shoes. <laughs> it's not very often they find 43-year-old pastors that are wearing Converse. And uh, as I, I was meeting with uh, Joel the other day, and, and he told me, he said, Pastor, I like your young, young boy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
But we began to talk with them, and, and they said, look, 1030. I got to be at work at 1030. Is there some other time that's available? I'm like, no, 1030. That's it. Unless you want to come to Wednesday night Bible study, which we encourage you to do. But if you want to come to church on Sunday, it's 1030. Here's the deal. We work hard all week. People say, well, Pastor, isn't that a lot of extra? Well, it, you know, for some people. For us, we're going to prepare just as hard for one service or two. And the hard work is in the preparation, not the execution. So we feel like it's better stewardship after we've spent all week working towards a Sunday that we capitalize on that opportunity and that investment of time and energy and all those things to, to open our doors and our availability to this community to have a greater impact. So beginning on Sunday, September 8th, you might want to write this down, our new schedule of services is going to be, our first service will begin at 9 a.m. We'll go from 9 a.m. to 10.15 then our second service will begin at 10.45. So we'll be here from 10.45 to noon. And here's the thing. I don't know where this leads us. I just know I see God moving in our midst and we're limited. And I want to erase all the limitations I can to see what God will do through this church and its ministries. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.